This is Worship God, a podcast of the Gospel Coalition Canada. Worship God is designed to equip worshipers and worship leaders for Christ-centered worship. Well, welcome back to the Worship God podcast. My name is Rob Brockman. I am the associate pastor at Cornerstone Baptist Church in Orillia, Ontario. And today I am joined by my great co-host, Jody Cross, who's the lead pastor at South Shore Bible Church in Barrie, Ontario, and Pat Sabell, who is the worship pastor at Midtown Church in Vancouver. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Rob. Rob. Good to see you. Yeah, and today we are joined by a very special guest. Um, Our guest is Cliff Klein. Cliff is the worship pastor at Hope Bible Church in Oakville, Ontario. Cliff, brother, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Really honored. Hey, Jody. Hey, Pat. Cliff. Cliff, maybe just tell uh, our listeners a bit about yourself. Uh, Not an extraordinarily exciting story, but... um, uh, Christian, first and foremost, follower of Christ, and uh, and uh, I have the fortunate uh, story to say I've been married 25 years this March uh, to Steph, and that's been amazing, and it's been totally God's grace uh, in our marriage the whole way along. We have four kids, um, and uh, the eldest is 22, three girls, 22, uh, 19, 18, and a son who's 14. So I've uh, been kind of doing worship ministry, if you want to call it that, since I was about 15 years old. So wow. it's been a, a long time of uh, uh, worshiping and leading in the church and loving every minute of it. Yeah. You're a songwriter too. Are you, are you working on some stuff now that you could direct our people to or anything? Yeah. Um, I, I guess my YouTube channel would be one place that I'm throwing some stuff out there right now. And I am on the streaming services, Spotify, but this year is a, a big passion year for releasing a bunch of new music. So mm. um, I guess they can look for that as as the months go on. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, Cliff, again, brother, thanks for joining us on this episode. And um, as you can tell by the title, today what we wanted to talk about was burnout, pastoral burnout, and essentially how to be sustained for the long haul of ministry. Uh, it's kind of no secret, secret that throughout... Um, COVID rates of burnout have kind of skyrocketed. I think pastoral ministry guys in general, like burnout rates were already high. (laughs) The Schaefer Institute did a study a number of years ago and it talked about how 1300 pastors monthly leave the ministry and they're citing depression, burnout and being overworked uh, for why they're quitting. And so it's like, okay, so already pastoral ministry high burnout rates Mm. and uh covid has done nothing uh but exacerbate that issue um barna actually did a study in november of last year that revealed 38 percent of all protestant pastors said that they had considered quitting altogether vocational ministry in the past year and it said that 46 percent of pastors under the age of 45 so we're talking young pastors 46 percent of pastors under that age are thinking of quitting ministry entirely mm. so for many guys they are clinging to their callings right now <laughs> with their fingernails it seems and so this is a very live a live issue so guys just to start i want to throw it off to you what have you seen um, with the people that you're talking to in ministry, 
and maybe if you have personal experience with burnout or feeling that kind of exhaustion, we'd love to hear that too. Do those stats ring true? Cliff, maybe I'll start with you. What have you been seeing? Yeah, no, I, they definitely ring true. I, th I think it even pre-COVID, um, I think there's some seismic things going on in ministry in, what, in the Western culture right now, certainly in North America. Um, I think we have some redefining and, and rethinking to do theologically and biblically about some of the models that we've uh, been using for a lot of years. Uh, but, but not going there particularly, but just talking to your question. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ha I have the privilege to, of kind of walking alongside a lot of the guys in our movement and uh, so, some outside of our movement. And yeah, there's a lot of fatigue. And uh, I think COVID, rather than causing a problem, really exposed mm. the bigger problem I was referring to before. Um, because, I mean, as a, as a fellow Tim Kerr pointed out to me, uh, in the last couple of years, like we, we've been in this culture shock that COVID has caused um, and that has exposed maybe some of the weaknesses in our, I don't know, you might say ecclesiology and our theology and, and mm. some of the practices that we've gotten into a rut uh, mm. using. So that's what I've, I've seen uh, in guys. So I'd say that stat is relatively accurate, even in Canada. Um, and uh yeah, for me, I, I, I would say I went through burnout during COVID. Um, like I, I, in the first uh, year of COVID, because it's been two now, um, <laughs> uh, I got COVID. That was fun. Um, and uh, I had come out of a very kind of a extended period pre me taking on the role here. I was, I was kind of in another role and before that running a business and um, had been serving here for years and then came into here. And then once COVID hit, I think, um, I really wasn't, I wasn't living a balanced life. Um, and so that, and that's a big part of, I think our problem, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was, I was pretty dry for a long time. And, uh, uh, so that's, that's kind mm. of my experience right now. I don't know if that's helpful. Mm. Jody, what about you? For sure, uh, I'm not sure I've seen the uh, the stats playing out. At least the, the people that I know, but I do know. In addition to people being um, tired and weary, the churches are actually even now back at you know or back minus thirty or forty percent of what they used to be. So not our no only are we dealing with our own issues, but mm. churches are struggling as well, which obviously mm. affects the leaders. But COVID, I think, in the last couple of years has felt like a, a vice. That was one way I would des describe it. Because, you know, this press and this pressure, a crush. And as I think about burnout, it's almost like there's a continuum from from uh, discouragement to weariness to to all out, you know, full blown burnout. And uh, mm. depending where you are in that continuum, you definitely want to get off the train as, as soon as possible. And I've uh, been in pastoral ministry for 33 years, and I can think of three pretty significant times in that time space that I've been pretty redlined and um you know it takes a while to come back from burnout you uh you know it takes weeks and sometimes months for people and i've, I've known people like that not a fun place to be and, and that's one of the reasons why we want, we want to talk about this today just because we're we're in it and we know there's a lot of other people probably who are too mm. pat yeah i was just <clears throat> talking to a brother at our church a couple weeks ago and just how the church has seemed to be so impacted uh, from COVID and you know you, you it, it seems to be 
when you really think about it, it's it's a very small thing in light of uh, what the scriptures seem to to point to. Mm-hmm. You know what what real persecution could look like, or or any of these things. And yet, it's it is very amazing how it seemed to rock us as much as it has. And I would say that it, it I would agree with with Cliff that you know it's it's. I think God has allowed it to to expose and to reveal some stuff about us all, mm. um, and I think He wants us to learn some stuff. <laughs> and uh, you know, insanity is the definition is just continuing to do the same thing. And I think there's some there's some like desire in us to want to keep like just take us back to the way it was. And I think the Lord is is after some stuff to say, mm. you know, maybe maybe ministry needs to look a little bit different uh, than it has in the past. Mm. Uh, and, 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 and those, those lessons can be hard, and, and I think it takes its toll. Sometimes we're not very quick at, at getting it, as I'm in Exodus right now in my reading, and mm. <laughs> God's people have never been quick at getting it. Um, and so I just, I wonder, but, you know, I, I feel like it doesn't matter who I talk to, there, there definitely is that, that same, uh, you know, uh, same thoughts that, that mm. this has been tough and, and a lot of people just kind of hanging in there. Um, and, and yeah, so it's, it's very real. And yet I wonder just in light of, um, w- what's, what's coming down the pipe for the church, you know, maybe this is the beginning of, of us having to, to really set our hope on Christ in a way mm. that, that we haven't in the past. Mm. Well, part of the reason that I wanted to kind of take take the wheel of this conversation is because I'm the young buck here. You know, I've only been in ministry full time, uh, f- maybe 15 years. And I'm talking to three brothers who have a lot of years above me in ministry. You guys have been faithful and you guys have gone through your own journeys through this. And so I think you guys are great men to lead a bit of a conversation about sustainability and ministry and burnout. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I get to just learn from you guys too. Um, you know, so we talked about burnout has become a big conversation. And as, as, as you guys have said, Cliff, you mentioned originally, it's revealed things. It's revealed a lot. Um, and we, unfortunately, we keep hearing more and more stories about pastors who just ultimately disqualify themselves and mm. fail out of ministry. And I, and I don't think that it's unlinked to the stresses and the sustainability of ministry. So why do you think it is that COVID has revealed this? What, what has the last two years revealed and how has it contributed to burnout? Pat, let's, let's start with you. How have these last two years revealed and, and this kind of burnout issue? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I guess uh, January, um, so what have been, would have been fall of uh, 2020 uh, when I said yes to, to becoming a part of a church plant. Uh, but that meant relocating and moving into to Vancouver from Langley. Uh, so in the last two years, we planted a church, um, relocated my family to uh, to the city. Um, uh, I I like Cliff had COVID uh, in June. Um, 
I lost my mom to COVID a month mm-hmm. later. I lost my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, who's, who's one of my, my best friends. Um, and then I got COVID a second time, <laughs> had pneumonia in between that. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just w- when, when you think about just the toll of ministry, um, you know, the, the amount of guidelines that are flip-flopping on any given month and mm-hmm. what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do, uh, all of it has, has been a major contributing factor. I, I, I thought it was very interesting that we were going we were gonna to do this uh, discussion, this topic, uh, Jody initially you you brought it up and and said hey i think this could serve people um and i wasn't wasn't thinking much about you know my my own ministry and my life personally but i I was just sharing with with uh rob and and cliff before we we came on uh today uh just just of the the uh, the effects in my own soul of Mm. uh you know i was telling the guys i don't think i've felt better than 75% kind of since June hmm. and and most of the time physically functioning around 50%. Um, and, 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 and when you're like that in that kind of place, how difficult it is to, to be motivated to, you know, just your, your heart to be full and, and running for Jesus and doing ministry and, uh, you know, uh, the cares of, 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 of home and we adopt and we foster and we just took a new baby and, and then you're, you're physically not well. And, and there's the, the, you know, the cares of the church that, that you carry with you every day and, Mm. and Sunday's always coming and there's just all this stuff. And so I feel like I, I, I'm the guy that the podcast uh, is trying to reach right now. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, and, and, and feeling often that, that um, you know, I, I, I was saying to the guys, I, I literally have felt like I've been under uh, a, a, a real dark attack mm. uh, probably since the summer. Mm. And just sometimes, you know, hoping that the sun would shine and there would be some some I would see some light of day um, and fighting for joy in the midst of that and and being faithful to open my Bible and you know uh, dark Dr. Martin Lo Jones uh, I think in his book Spiritual Depression talks a lot about you know talking to yourself versus listening to yourself mm. and um, this has been a season where I've I've had to fight through because because we're very good at listening to ourselves, mm. um, and often what we're listening to is is all external, and all the externals is what we see and what we touch and what we taste, and and it it has a deep profound effect on our souls, and so we we need to be talking to ourselves versus listening to ourselves talking the. The, the objective truths of who Christ is and mm-hmm. what he's done and the hope that we have in him. Um, and so, yeah, that, there, there you go. There's, there's a little bit of, about my last two years and, uh, and I, and I feel like I'm in the trenches and I mm. feel, I feel a greater need for brothers around me. I feel a greater need for, for people to be, uh, standing alongside me and me mm. standing alongside others and uh, we desperately need each other, mm-hmm. and we we, mm-hmm. we need yeah we need each other. And I think that that vulnerability is going to be 
I pray, encouraging to some of you listening, just hearing that from Pat. And Pat, we, want, we do want to circle back and talk about some of those things that you did to minister to your own soul. And, and we're going to come back to those things because those are key. Cliff, what about you? What, what, do you? what do you think the last two years, what are some of the things that exposed about a lot of ministry in us? Yeah, I, I kind of picking up on what you said there, Pat. Um, like I, I kind of in my head when we were considering this topic thought, you know, I, I feel like sometimes there's a weak theology. Um, and, and I think it's really exposed how much we've thought about ecclesiology or what the church, what the Bible says about how we're supposed to do church. And when that was radically challenged when we couldn't gather, um, I think a, a real important thing for us to do was to go back and say, well, how, how can I live out my faith? And I think as you start to consider how uh, other cultures, cultures certainly that, that experience true and, and brutal persecution, uh, having to, you know, uh, try to live out the Bible um, where it's impossible to gather in the ways that we would consider gathering. Um, in, in fact, you're, you are hiding um, or... Uh, you're you're living covertly to try to live out your faith as you still try to preach the gospel to you, to your 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 fellow um, brothers and sisters wherever you're living. I just I just feel like we we I think we didn't spend enough time. Honestly, I don't think we spent enough time doing that. I think mm. we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to keep doing church the way we've always done it, and I think that contributed mm. to a lot of burnout for guys because they're just like, how can we get back? And I think. I mean, this is just a practical thing. I think so many of us then added. So we started <laughs> live streaming and some yeah. had never live streamed. Yep. Um, we started doing videos for our small groups. We were trying to take digitally everything that we had done physically before. Um, and I think our, our real challenge going forward is now, what if that drops? Did we just add 50% to our workload right. as we start to gather again? Is it like, ah, but I kind of like the convenience of the digital. Um, and so again, I think we have to double down on, hmm. you know, what is it, what does it look like to be a, a community, uh, you know, to, to go to this, the famous passage in Acts 2, a, fa a, a biblical community that's living out these four or five or six things together um, and success being faithfulness to God, success being sanctification, Thessalonians, like, you know, our, the, the will of God is our sanctification. Like that's the, the you know, fruit, where's the fruit? So right. I don't know. That's, mm. that's one of the things uh, that comes to mind. Yeah. That's huge. You're right. I remember 2020 just coming to, or maybe no, it would have been 2021. We were essentially, I was recording an EP every week. I was recording because <laughs> yeah. I was in post-production adding other yes. instruments and stuff. And I remember just wanting it to be out of worship. I thought, I thought I was done with worship ministry after that. And, uh, and it's just like, this is not why I got into ministry. And so you're so yeah. right, Cliff, like things got added to our plate in certain seasons and yeah, we can't just keep spinning an indefinite amount of plates. Jody, Jody, what about you? What, what have you noticed? I think we've talked about it already, just the sense that it brings to light uh, lack of health in us. And, um, you know, the, we can be doers of ministry easily. We can be mm -hmm. busy and doing all sorts of things. But if it's the Mary Martha syndrome, if you're living out of your own tank and out of your own resources, out of your own well, it's going to get dry pretty fast. I was thinking, as just listening to you guys, thinking about the Apostle Paul, he talks about all the things he was, that he had endured 
Hmm. And there's this big long list of things, you know, he's been beaten up and stoned and shipwrecked and left left for dead. And then he says, on top of all that, I have the, the weight of the churches on my shoulder. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, as if this isn't enough, <laughs> I got these churches and they're a bunch of yahoos, you know? <laughs> and so we are in good company. That, that's yeah. one thing. Uh, I was encouraged thinking about the Apostle Paul. We're in good company. And then just um, in Psalm 103, Pat, listening to your story, for he knows our frame, the father of compassion. He remembers that we're dust. We are we're coming face to face with our frailty, with our physical limitations, our emotional, you know, incapacity. It feels like, and it's like we're not we're not these superheroes that we maybe thought we were at one point. Mm. We're dust, and uh, the Lord understands our frame, and that's encouraging to me. Mm. And it just re- reminds me. And you know, uh, Rob, you talked about the three older guys on the screen. Uh, our bodies are not the Energizer bunnies that they once were. We're like running on half. <laughs> half strength now on top of everything else, you know, because as we age, we just don't quite have that same zip as we used to. Mm. So I think um, just for me, in terms of what it's exposed, uh, our spiritual disciplines or our our spiritual practices of how deep our roots are has have been exposed and revealed. And the lack of community, the lack of one another's in our life that is so life-giving in in scriptures in terms of how we we persevere how we're supposed to be long suffering how we're supposed to endure it's in the context of one another and a lot of that stuff has been taken away mm. and um, at the same time i am really hopeful and we'll talk about this in a minute if i get to it but jeremiah chapter 17 and then psalm 1 talks about this tree that's rooted and and fruit bearing even yeah. in drought mm. and if we mm. if we could say we could say that this season we have been in is a season of drought it's it's oppressive heat, it's lack of moisture, it's harsh conditions. And uh, that tree standing in the middle of all of that is still green and prosperous and fruit bearing. And mm. I think just to encourage people who feel like, man, I, I'm not sure I can make it till this Sunday. And, I, and I've seen people and I felt that way, like, I don't know if I can make Sunday. But there's this tree in this picture in the scriptures that, yeah, we're in this drought, but there's a, another reality if we can mm. tap into who God is and... Um, draw from his his well of resources and grace. Mm. You know, just listening to you guys talk, this common theme of friendship and community and brotherhood, it's it's interesting that those have been some of the key things under attack in the last two years is mm. our ability to have community and even the depths of our friendships as pastors, like brothers have turned against brothers. And there are brothers that three years ago I would be at conferences at and that we were friends that now today, I like I wonder if they think I'm even a Christian based right. off of hmm. some of the political or the COVID policies and stuff and our stances on these things. Brothers, I mean, it's just gotten crazy. And it's like, it's, it's funny. It's interesting how Satan attacks the very things that God has intended to create sustainable ministry. I was just mm-hmm. looking as you guys were talking about Paul in chapter four, because I was thinking about, oh, Paul thinks the end of his life, man, he's like, oh, I've been poured out like a drink offering. I'm at, mm-hmm. the, I'm at the end of my rope. You know, the end is coming. But what does he do at the end? He goes, hey, send, send these guys to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he's like, all my friends have left me. Send Mark, get Mark. Luke is with me. You know, and he he's longing for those brothers, those faithful brothers who have been with him forever and who have who are gonna bring kind of encouragement and help him in his remaining work. And so yeah, yeah that with that's been under attack as well. So guys, biblically speaking, then let, let's open the scriptures a bit. What advice would the Bible give us on 
finding sustainability in ministry. What are some biblical principles that we can draw from uh, for fighting burnout? Jody, wh- why don't you start? Yeah. You've mentioned a couple, but why don't you take us take us off? Yeah, I'll just give a quick reference to Psalm 1. It says, He's like a tree planted by a stream of water that yields its fruit in season. Its leaf does not wither, in all that he does he prospers. And that's just uh, hearkening back to Joshua chapter 1 where Joshua is encouraged to meditate on the, the word of the Lord day and night, and he's, he's going to be successful and prosperous. So there's a beautiful picture in Psalm 1 and, and uh, Joshua 1 and Jeremiah 17 about, hey, this, is, this can be true of us, that we can be, we can be thriving in the middle, middle of uh, difficulty. And then I love this scripture, and this was one of the things that we talked about early on as we talked about this topic in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. David is in, in bad shape. He's got his, his group of warriors around him, and they've just been raided when they weren't there. Mm-hmm. Their wives and their possessions have been taken, and they're about to, to lynch him. You know, they're just about to do David in. These are his guys. This is his team. They're turning on him. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, for Samuel 36, it says, David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because all the people were bitter in soul. That kind of sounds like what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, each for his sons and daughters. And then there's this, this phrase that says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, there's this place that we, we have to run to first and foremost. There are other things that we do, but for sure we've got to run to the Word of God and feed our soul. And we've got to run to the Lord Himself and sit before Him and sit and wait and trust and just know that the God understands that He is a, a God who is merciful. He has been tempted in every way that we are, yet without mm-hmm. sin. He, he understands this human condition and He understands you know, those who have served him uh, over uh, millennia and hundreds and hundreds of years in very difficult situations. Uh, Cliff, you talked about martyrdom and people who are in very difficult situations around the world. Like what we're going through really is not a, a big deal compared to what believers have been through through the centuries, right. giving their life, uh, you know, houses being burnt down, their kids' families taken away from them. So God knows how to sustain his own. And there's these great promises in the scripture about God keeps us. So uh, my encouragement, I think, in the scriptures is to, to sit before the Lord, to ask for his help, to seek his grace, and to be still and to worship. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I was thinking of uh, Rob calling us old, us guys. Who, That's not what I said. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> th- thinking, uh, like Jody, I've, I've been 33 years in ministry as well, uh, and love Jesus uh, for a lot longer than that. And... You know, when Peter talks about don't be surprised by the fiery trial or think it's strange. <laughs> uh, and so I think there's just times when uh, we, we need to, you know, you, you do what you know is right to do, uh, knowing you got, a, you got a, a history to look back on in your own life and see how God is been gracious how god has sustained how god has kept you and preserved you uh which which always causes me to have have hope you know i was thinking how often david in the psalms uh and getting back to martin lloyd jones idea of of talking to yourself versus listening to yourself and you know the the perfect example of psalm 42 5 uh, this is the CSB. Why, my soul, are you so dejected? I don't know how many times I've I've asked myself that in in the last many months. Why are you in so much turmoil? 
put your hope in God, for I will still praise him, my Savior and my God. And, and um, you know, I would say to anyone out there that's listening in today that just feels like, uh, you know, uh, a little bit like your feet are in quicksand or you're, there's just a lacking motivation or a sense of like, God, where are you? What's going on? Uh, I, I would strongly encourage you to, to, um, you know, to, to tell your soul, to speak to your soul and say, put your hope in God mm-hmm. for I will praise him, my savior and my God. And there's, there's just these beautiful realities that are, that are outside of us that are in the scriptures for these kind of moments. And so, you know, I, for, for every one look at ourselves, we need to take 10 at Christ. Yeah. And so I, I would say, are you doing that right now? Are you, are you taking 10 looks at Christ or are you taking 10 at yourself and at your circumstances and at the world around you at, at the COVID uh, restrictions? Are you focused on all of that? And if, has that caused you to, because that stuff gets up in our grill and it gets bigger than God, bigger than, than Christ. Um, and so a uh, fresh reminder just to, 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 to today to take 10 looks at, at mm. Christ for every one look at ourself and, and we can find great hope. Wow. Cliff. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just a choir to those, those two comments from Pat and Jody. Um, I, uh, I think that, uh, you know, my dark side, personal dark side, whole life, and and sadly, probably until I die is pride, is trying to justify my existence through my activity and through my works. Um, not for salvation, but but for, you know, that pat on the back for that, hey, you did a good job. And, um, you know, ministry's going well. And that is another contributor to burnout, right, is because you're, if you're looking for that, you, it's just not gonna, it's just not gonna fill you, even if you get it. It's not going to fill you, and so, um, you know, Jody mentioned the whole Martha thing, which is a little bit of that. And uh, I, I, I thought of uh, Thessalonians, First Thessalonians five, sixteen to eighteen: Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give mm. thanks in all circumstances. That's the joy you were talking about earlier, Pat. How do you find the joy in this? And for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Like, wow, okay. So will of God, Thessalonians, same chapter earlier as the one about sanctification. And and he also wants us, you know, to have a thankful heart in all circumstances, which we can only get by being with him. And that's the Hebrews verse I was thinking in 416. Let us with confidence then draw near to the throne of grace that we might receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. Um, And that's just, again, leaning on Jesus. And Pat, what you said, you know, 10 times looking at Jesus to our one at ourselves. Um, and then you kind of said this, Jody, uh, from a different verse, but, um, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings, uh, like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint, which we all long for. Mm-hmm. We all long for that kind of stamina, but it's, it's spiritual stamina. It's not, it's not us again, like my dark side. It's not, Hey, Cliff's awesome. It's like, no, God's awesome. And he's doing all of this. And I just, I won't read the whole thing, but you kind of brought it up, Pat. I think it's good for us in our quiet times to, I I was thinking Psalm 13, you know, how long, how long, how long? And moving through, you know, lament, but it finishes with, 
praise. But I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. Hmm. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Hmm. Like even now he's dealing bountifully with us just just in our salvation. We're saved. Mm -hmm. Um, That alone. And so how do we forget? We forget that and then we... We go into these dark places, and and the Lord is the only answer. Anyways, mm. that's great. Like lament is really a t- an underused tool. God has given us language to cope mm. and to deal with what we're dealing with, and that language includes His promises. So why mm-hmm. wouldn't we? It, it includes us having a place to vent what we're feeling, and then yeah. to remind ourselves of, hey, but I will trust in Your steadfast love. Hey, You're yeah. a God of covenants. You're a God of promises, and You don't fail in Your promises. And uh, that's that's huge. You know. Cliff, you also mentioned strength. The Lord is our strength. You know, I mm. think something that I've been become convicted of recently is where, how tangibly is God my strength? Right? Psalm 70, 73, 26 says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion. So what does that mean? Like, I think we go, yeah, God is my strength. But what does that mean when often we run to Netflix or to social wow. media or to these other things for strength. Think about it. Like where, when I need to unwind, where do I go? Am I really first clinging to God and filling myself up with his strength? Because if I'm going to Netflix, ultimately what I'm saying is, well, that's my strength. You know, mm. Psalm 73, 26 is lying. No, it's not lying. I'm not believing it. I'm actually running to other things. Right. And so I think that's huge. You know, we really need to ask ourselves, I think in, in a lot of this is where are we actually running to for strength and, and being real with ourselves about that. Yeah. One of these things that, one of the things that this conversation brings up is boundaries. As I thought about this, boundaries in ministry, I think are, are there to help maybe prevent burnout and help, cre- help enable us to have a sustainable, long haul, long term ministry. And I think a lot of pastors are unable to say no, and maybe that's because they're the single pastor in a church and they're doing everything. Or maybe sometimes there's a, a pride thing you mentioned, Cliff, or a, a, a need for notoriety or whatever it is that just keeps us going and going and going. What are some healthy boundaries? Uh, Cliff, I'll start with you. What are some healthy boundaries you think um, that are key to avoiding burnout? Yeah. Uh, so I think the first part of this and I think all of us have touched on it. I think I think we really have to build relationship. So with our senior pastor, with our elders, with with the folk that have the ability to help us, there has to be an accountability and an openness. You can't have boundaries without people really understanding where you're at and and what you're needing at that point. Um, and so then I think there's some real practical things, whether it be you know really gating how many nights out you are doing a week. Um, how many Sundays you're on in a row. That's a, that's a, for me, that's not just a preaching pastor thing. That's a a worship leader thing. It changes depending on your environment. Are you doing three services, four services, one service, whatever, but, but really being able to have that conversation and realize, because we've said it uh, several times, Sundays come every week, but I don't think they should come every week for a preaching pastor or a music pastor um, in that same, in terms of being up, up front and doing it. Um, and so I, I think those are, those are the, the big things. And, and then just the ability to plan, these are very practical things, but like looking at the year I've had to relearn this. So I was in vocational ministry many years ago, spent some years out of vocational ministry and coming back in, 
it's just different, man. Like it's, uh, you've got high seasons, if you want to call them that. You've got busy seasons. And if you don't take those pockets uh, with your family and, and for yourself, um, it, you miss one, you're almost dead. Like hmm. like six months go by and you haven't taken a day off and it's just not sustainable. So you have to be really um, disciplined um, in your in your own life and uh, especially because you're that guy that that you know family taking taking the hit like if you're not discipling you know yourself your wife and i i use that lightly but i know our wives disciple us as much as we do them but if you're not discipling your kids oh my i mean that that's that's a disaster area and that's mm-hmm. why, and that's why i believe scripture says you know if that's what it's referring to in terms of an elder being able a qualified elder is discipling his own family well. Mm. Mm. Guys, anything you want to add? <clears throat> uh, I mean, I, one, you know, one of my favorite verses is Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary. Um, and uh, Eugene Peterson in his, um, his book, The Message, uh, paraphrases that, that text. And I think it's, I think it's amazing what he says, but he says, are you tired? <laughs> uh, mm. speaking, speaking to burnout specifically, worn out, burned out on religion. Uh, he says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. Um, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. <laughs> and I think of every guy and uh, woman out there in ministry and just thinks, I don't know how to learn to live freely and lightly, nor do I know how to take a real rest uh, you know, he, he, his promise is, I'm not going to lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Um, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Um, and and I, I feel like sometimes we just don't believe that, do we? We just don't believe that in ministry. Um, and so we just keep doing what we've always done, and we keep getting the same results. Uh, yeah. Just this overwhelmed sense of, I'm you know, ministry is killing me. And uh, the, the call of, of, of Jesus to us is come, come, come and get yoked with me and learn. I'm going to teach you in ministry, doing real work and yet restful work, how to do work in a way that is restful. And um, so I, I, you know, Lord, teach us that. Hmm. Yeah. And as you're talking about the church, I think one of the things that uh, we've talked touched on is just who's building the church. Mm-hmm. Is it my ingenuity? Is it my creativity? What is what is going to be the the cause of the church growing? Is it me and what we do together, or is it is it the Lord Jesus? So, part of that rest is that attitude that I, I need to work hard and I need to be faithful, and we desire to do that. But at the end of the day, it's Christ who's building His church, even when we think it's not being built, even when we think it's not being built in our way, in our time. Mm-hmm even when it looks like it's being torn apart in some ways. And I think we could all say our, our church is not what it was two years ago. And the Lord's in charge of that. So we we rest in in the one who's building the church. Mm. And I, I'm just reminded, uh, again, you know, that we are 
we're a person that's that's unified and in the sense that what we do physically affects us emotionally, spiritually, it, it all works together. So I don't know how many of us are great at getting sleep. <laughs> Just, mm. you know, maybe you've got young kids or maybe you've got pets that bark at night or Maybe you've got insomnia, but any number of reasons just chip away at our, our ability to get rest. And I'm, I'm leaning into the, uh, the privilege of sleeping. Now, it doesn't mean I'm sleeping 11 hours. If I get seven and a half hours, probably need eight. I'm just thankful for that. But let's not underestimate the power of rest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's the rest of waiting on God, and then there's the physical. Just I lay yeah. down and I slept again. I woke because the Lord sustained me. I think it's at Psalm 4, I believe. And mm-hmm. just that, you know, let's just enjoy not doing. Let's enjoy parking our bodies and saying, Lord, I can't do anymore. I'm going to wait for you to sustain me and wake me. And uh, so being good stewards of our bodies, exercising, resting. And then I think another thing that we need to do, just a couple of quick ones, is just develop a healthy relationship with your spouse. This mm-hmm. is the Ecclesiastes, you know, if one falls, the other one can lift them up. And there are times that we lift our spouses up, but there's lots of times that they lift us, us up. And thank mm-hmm. God for, for healthy marriages and spouses that are, are supporting us. And I know I sure am thankful for my wife and her, the role that she plays in encouraging me. So let's grow that. And then just brothers walking with us, finding a person who who knows our stuff and who sees behind the curtains and just can call us out on stuff and pray with us and that we're willing to be vulnerable with and and um, I've, I have privilege of, of being in relationship with a number of guys that we pray together. And, and we're learning to go kind of there with each other with just the, the kind of gut level stuff in our lives. And uh, I know those guys pray for me and I pray for them. And, and that's so important for being sustained in the journey. Mm-hmm. I wonder if some guys, you know, who have ended up in burnout, like you wonder how many of them have been motivated by a sense of not healthy work. Because we, we all understand that the Lord is called us to work and he's called us to work hard and lay our lives down and that's good but but a forgetting that christ builds his church and that what i'm asked to do is actually like i just think of the biblical qualifications of eldership and cliff you brought this up how like an elder an elder one of the qualifications of an elder is that he is able to set boundaries that he has um self-control you know paul talks about in first Corinthians 6, how he is not dominated by his own passions. He says that. He's like, oh, not all things are helpful, and I'm not going to be dominated by anything. So this idea that we're not dominated by our own passions to maybe work in excess Mm. or to take a lazy, easy paycheck either. Um, But I think elders especially need to model a life where you, as Cliff said as well, discipling your kids, loving your wife, serving your family, and then also laying your life down for your church and serving well there. And so that requires balance. You can't do that if you're top heavy in one area or another. You've got to, you've got to balance all these things well, or else you lose your qualification to be an elder. And so I think a lot of things help with that. I think like exercise, that's a good thing, you know, making sure that we're eating healthy, making sure that we're spending time with our families, we're in the word, those things. A balanced life, I think, goes a long way. And I think it's just good stewardship. Uh, we're investing in the talents that the Lord has given us, and we're, we're just being good stewards of what we have. So guys, maybe as kind of we kind of near the end of this conversation, what are you doing to be sustained in these tough days? Um, you know, we talk about Sunday's coming and it comes again and then it comes again. 
what are you doing? What do you find, Pat? We'll start with you. What do you find is helping you uh, find a sustainable rhythm in ministry? Man, I yeah, you, you just heard my story of kind of, <laughs> of of the battle. So for me, I think it's just um, you know getting up every day and and uh, telling my soul the the truths of of you know what's right and and often that my feelings and my my external circumstances aren't what's true and what's right um so the need to to remind myself to <clears throat> you know to to move towards brothers um i you know thinking of is it first kings 18 or somewhere there where elijah you know just brought fire down from heaven and um, one of the greatest, you know, outpourings of, of a demonstration of the God who is actively alive and, and well in, in Israel. And, and then, um, you know, uh, what is it, a day later, uh, he gets news from Jezebel that she says, you're going to be like the prophets of Baal. And he runs for his life and, and runs. Discouragement always makes us run in the wrong direction. Mm. And so if you're listening right now and you're discouraged, the temptation is, is I'm going to get away from brothers. I'm going to get away from mm. people in my life. I'm going to get away from, uh, I, I would say, run in the direction where where your discouragement, run the opposite way mm. in, in which your discouragement is speaking to you. And so... Um, you know, thankful that God has instilled these stuff, these truths in my heart so that I, uh, I know that when I'm in this place, I, the way that I'm going to get out of much of this is, is by going in the direction of brothers and going mm. in the direction of the scriptures and fighting for joy and, and keeping my, my gaze fixed on Jesus. Cause ultimately, um, you know, we're going to fight. <laughs> we're going to fight until it returns. There's no promise. You know, in the world, you will have troubles. Mm -hmm. um, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, Jesus said. So, um, yeah, staying true to that, uh, keeping our eyes fixed on him. That's that's key. Mm. Cliff, what about you? What, what's, what's, what's working for you these days in terms of creating a sustainable ministry? Yeah, I think I think three things that we uh, this is lapping on everyone else, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm working hard at being honest uh, with with you know my senior pastor, with the guys I'm doing shoulder to shoulder ministry with with my wife, um, and just trying to make sure that they are speaking into my levels of energy and some of the things I'm doing. We've said this over, but I think it's worth repeating. Like preaching truth to myself. I mean, the biggest one for me is. Uh, the Lord, the Lord really doesn't need me, and and that's not like a self-effacing. That's just like the truth of the fact that it is. Jody, you said like Christ is building His church. We're not. Uh, we're. I love. I but this is where I love. I love worshiping. I've loved worshiping my whole life. The Lord has been so gracious to me to give me um, the gift of of enjoying worshiping Him through music. Um, but uh, it's I love the idea of I offer my body as a living sacrifice, not my musical gift, just the mm. energy and the time, the preparation. All of that is this offering of worship. And I, I just I love doing that. And so I try to I try to live in that because uh, when mm. I'm tired, it's just like, no, that it's not the music that I'm offering you right now, God. It's everything. 
Um, and then, um, and then I love the expression or the phrase like God's ways work. Hmm. And so constantly trying to be a testimony, share the testimony and ask for the testimony, ask for others to speak about how they see God working in my life when I obey him um, and point that out for in others. And then just talk about it with my children and with my wife and with anyone in hearing distance, like God is good. And when we obey his ways, uh, he sustains us. Um, and, and when we don't repent, um, those are three big things for me. Hmm. Jody? Um, scripture here in um, Colossians 1, may you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. Listen to this. For all endurance and patience with joy. Mm-hmm. There, You know, the Bible speaks to our condition. And um, I think uh, I, I'm pressing into the Lord that I would stand on his promises, walk by faith, and to um, find my joy in Christ in the midst of that. Mm. That's that's an act of faith, and it's an act of pressing in. I, um, you know, I think the challenge is for us to cast our cares on the Lord, and I'm trying to do that to mm. name them and cast them on Him, and then um, just I just know that we just need to be spiritual people. We can't do any of the things that we've talked about unless the Holy Spirit is controlling us, empowering us, directing us every day, and giving us that strength that uh, only He can He can give. And then, uh, just practically speaking, know when you need to, to say no. Know when you need to take a day off or an afternoon off just because you're redlining or because you're depleted. And uh, just listening to your body and going, you know, I need to kind of turn the switch off. And, and uh, I love the phrase, tomorrow is a new day. You know, when the end of this day comes, and maybe it doesn't come late at night, maybe it comes at six in the afternoon or the evening when you just go, I'm spent, I'm done. But you go, tomorrow is a new day. And the Lord always meets us with fresh grace and new mercies. And I love that you can wake up and go, okay, yesterday's gone. Today's a new new expression of God's mercy. And just yeah. live in the promise of that. Mm. Guys, if you had one sentence, two sentences to give a pastor who's, you know, on the edge of burnout right now, they're listening, a uh, worship leader who's just at their wits end, um, what would you say? Cliff, why don't you go first? Yeah, um... I might take a couple more than one sure. or two sentences, but um, I this is an interesting one. So Jody and I met many years ago when he was a pastor up in Barrie, and I was in a time of, uh, of um, stress and burnout. And um, so, so I'd say, this is kind of like a caveat that I hope is helpful for guys. So um, I ended up leaving vocational ministry for many years um, because I couldn't find a place that I could serve and fit. And so the first thing I'd say is double down on your call. The one thing that I didn't stop doing is serving in church and being part of a church. I never let go of the fact that I was part of the priesthood of all believers. My call is to use my gifts, spiritual and natural, for the kingdom. So I planted a church with a friend. You know, I you know served in church. I became an elder in a church and then and eventually landed here and just kept serving. Like vocational ministry, it's not a failure necessarily depending on your circumstance if you're not getting paid, but Mm -hmm. don't give up on the church and on your call. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is talk to somebody. Like if your specific pastor or elders aren't the safe place, reach out to some, like, like to preserve your call, have let guys come around you and love you and support you and speak truth into you. Um, cause 
yeah, it's it's for me, it's less about if you keep your job at a specific church and more about man, like don't become a real estate agent and like stop serving in the church and you know be disenchanted and angry. Like keep your love for the Lord. Uh, in the midst of this, man, keep your love for the Lord and everything mm. He's done and can do, and re- and still believe that He doesn't need you, but He wants to use you. Mm. He wants to. That's that's His joy to give you the strength to do that. Mm, that's a good word. So, anyways, Pat. thank thank you, Jody. Fifteen years later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I would say that um, that your soul is really important, and if you're um, if you're you know the lord has given you those gifts but often we care more about people's gifts than we do their mm-hmm. soul yeah. and uh this is a season to to be really intentional with one another's soul so if you're if your soul is downcast uh please uh would you go would you find brothers find sisters find people mm-hmm. that will that care more about your soul than they do about your gift amen and uh get that soul healthy you know when when paul writes in the end of first corinthians 15 be steadfast and movable always mm. abounding in the work of the lord because you know that your labor is not in vain um we need to know that but but we need a healthy soul and if our if our soul and our affections for Jesus, you know, we're just doing ministry, and I think that's what's happened, and that's what's being revealed in COVID times, is that we're doing ministry full bore, but you know, it's it's the this people draw near to me with their lips, Jesus quoting Isaiah, but their heart is disengaged, mm. and if your heart is disengaged just get it engaged. <laughs> Find somebody to be with you and to to restore, you know, pray that restore to me the joy of my salvation, yeah. um, and and go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Jody, you get the last word, brother. Speak okay. to that pastor. <laughs> A phrase I heard a long time ago is, "Don't doubt in the dark what you know to be true in the light." Mm. And uh, we can be listening to all sorts of negative stuff in our heads. We're talking all the wrong things to ourselves. So if, if you're in the midst of a season that's difficult and gray and dark and overwhelming, I don't believe most of what you're hearing because it's probably not true. It's, uh, it's not the Lord speaking. It's not faith speaking. So uh, hold on to what you know to be true. First about God. And Cliff talked about your calling, who God is to you, what he's called you to do, and his faithfulness in your past. And just know that we're going to get through this. This season is going to pass in our lives. The, the season for the church, the season of COVID, it one day will be over and past and something new will be upon us. And, um, and we'll, we're going to get through this individually. We're going to get through this as well. So hold on. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. I mean, maybe I'll just end where we started. Don't, don't throw it away. Uh, don't give in to that sin. Don't bail on ministry. Don't ditch God. Hang in there. He loves you. His grace will sustain you. And Mm. there are brothers and sisters who will support you, uh, the family of God. So find those people and um, trust the Lord to bring you through this. Because just back to Colossians 1.11, camp on that. Mm. May may you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. It's amazing. Uh, With um, For all endurance and patience with joy. And what a great word from the Lord for all of us. Mm. Brothers, thank you so much for your time. Cliff, especially, thank you, brother, for joining us on this episode. We appreciate it. Hey, Cliff, can I put you on the spot? Would you mind just 
praying for some guys, some ladies who are listening, who are serving in their church and they're tired. Just just give us a quick prayer for them, for us. Love to, love to. So God, we, uh, we just pray your word. Uh, we pray that you will give us a spirit of rejoicing and that it would be continuous. Um, we pray uh, that you would give us the humility to pray to you, to repent of the things that are keeping us from talking to you and uh, to pray to you, and then to have that be part of our daily uh, walk that we're praying really without ceasing, that we're just leaning on you, God. Um, I pray that in the midst of that, you'll give us a spirit of thanksgiving just mm. just for for being in your presence, that you let us be with you, that you give us you. May we be so thankful. Mm. Um, we know this is your will. And so in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, I just pray for these truths to seep into our souls and those that are listening or watching uh, this podcast. I just pray uh, they would be encouraged uh, in Jesus Christ. Mm. Amen. 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 And thank you listeners for joining us. Make sure you go to the Worship God page that we have on Facebook. Uh, we post clips there. We ask questions. We keep you updated on what's going on. So go there, check out um, our Facebook page, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Worship God is a production of the Gospel Coalition Canada. For more Christ-exalting resources, go to ca.thegospelcoalition.org.